it's finally here. After two and a bit years, the much-requested, highly-anticipated, super-duper, incredible... I don't don't know where I'm going with this. But basically, the second edition of Gym Pet Peeves is going to be landing in your ears right now, and it's very exciting. I'm going to keep this intro short because you are probably shitting yourselves with excitement at the prospect of me and Tom putting your Gym Pet Peeves into bed with a certain radio DJ. If you know, you know. And thank you to everyone who got in touch with your gym pet peeves. We did actually get quite a lot, and hopefully the ones we chose you are going to enjoy. And thank you, as always, to our patrons, and an even bigger shout-out to producer Clean. So without further ado, let's get into Gym Pet Peeves Part 2. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Bill. How are we doing? I am feeling top of the world because we are finally recording the highly anticipated part two of Jim Pet Peeves. Now, if you're new around here, we did do part one some time ago now, um, and there was actually three of us at that time, and it was over two years ago. It's quite a long time ago. Mm. And I was just saying to you, wasn't I, that uh, around the time we recorded the original... I was munching away on some jelly beans and uh, you might have an old YouTube video of me munching away on them. But uh, yeah, having to clear out of my kitchen today, two years later and above my shelves, what do I find? The very same tub of mouldy jelly beans. Just to clarify, they was mouldy this time around. They weren't mouldy when I was originally eating them. (laughs) That is a point I need to clarify. But yeah, I was looking in the jar and uh, it was like its own ecosystem in there. I know sugar's supposed to be a preservative, but uh, only for so long. Yeah, not fucking two years. Jesus this stuff Christ. had like, uh, do, do, do you remember, do you ever see Ghostbusters 2 with that weird pink slime? Well, basically, there was that in it. I mean, that that kind of highlights how long ago this uh, the first episode actually was. And obviously, the reason for that is because there's only so many gym pet peeves and we didn't want to repeat ourselves, even though a lot of people afterwards said they want a part two because they obviously found it funny, which is nice to hear. Put it this way, that original episode was so long ago that me and you were both still serving under Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. It was, well, I mean... A long, long time ago. Well, it wasn't that long ago. There's been a <laughs> whole change that. of hands since then. There has been, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, though. <laughs> You're making it sound like... I don't, no, I don't, no, but still, to... when you put it in that perspective, isn't it? Yeah, know? yeah, when you put it in that perspective, yeah. It's like when it's, was... you know, the 1st of January and you say, oh, I ain't seen you since last year, you know, yeah. that old uh, banner. Great banter, top banter, British banter. For all our American listeners, probably thinking, "Wow, these guys are fucking well boring." Um, but yeah, but yeah, we are we are back bigger than ever. Um, since then, obviously, lots have changed. Uh, I say lots has changed. There's two of us. Um, the podcast has grown quite a bit. Uh, we've probably got new mics. We are probably better at podcasting in general. So yeah, this one should be better than the first one. Hopefully, if not, I mean, sometimes people always say you can't beat the original, but I feel like in this scenario, we will beat the original. Always disagree with that statement. And there's two main reasons I can tell you why. God, Godfather. One is Terminator Two. Yeah. I've. Do you know what? I've never seen the Godfather films properly. Really? I've had them on. In, I've had them on in the background for background noise. You've had. Well, but well, I've well, never well, you them Godfather on as fucking background noise. One of the greatest films. Yeah. And you put it on as background fucking I like the noise. soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is quite good, isn't it? I mean, does does it matter what order I watch it on, or should I just go straight into number two? 
I mean, it does help if you've seen the, if you've seen them at all. I mean, the third one's not great. I'll be honest. The third one goes a bit downhill, but the first two are really good. Number two's the amazing. Well, you see, unlike Terminator Two, you could just go straight into Terminator Two, and there you go, happy days. Now you've got to see the first one. Well, we have glad we and aliens. Aliens. I prefer aliens to alien. Is that what the second one's called? The second one's called Aliens. Yeah, it's not called Alien Two. It's called Aliens. And the first one's called Alien. So it's not <laughs> oh, Alien 1 and Alien 2. It's Alien it's... and Aliens. But when the third film came out, suddenly it was like, oh shit, what are we going to do? They couldn't have Alien, Aliens, Aliens with a Z. Mm. They had to, you know, chuck a three on the end of it and it all just went downhill from there. Really. Yeah, it went wrong. Yeah. They, Once they, they started it. adding numericals into it. We have. And some of these Apparently are fucking more than mental. what we originally covered. Yeah, there's some mental ones in there, I'll be honest. Um, it's going to yeah. be carnage. Um, but anyway... I suppose the natural place to start, Tom, is the Jim Pet Peeve scale. Now, if you've been with us recently, you know, on our Chatham and PT subseries, we ask our guests for Jim Pet Peeves and we use the RPC scale, which is the rates of perceived country. However, when we recorded this episode, you know, all those many moons ago, we had a different ranking system. So I feel like it's only only fair and it's only only make you know it makes sense to bring back that old scale. So <laughs> Tom, do you want to do it? I mean you did it last time, but I feel like you should um Read out the uh, read out the scale. Yeah, we can do. So, if it's not a mega gym pet peeve, and we're actually okay with it, we're going to rate these things about how comfortable night's sleep you'd have, basically. Mm. So, you know, if it's something that's not really frustrating, it's a you know, oh, a night, a night in bed, nice and cozy. Mm. Or if yeah. it's a bit, or oh, don't like this, you know, night in a cell, a uh, prison that is that you've put in a you know brackets for some reason, you know, as opposed to any well, other cell. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll, yeah, yeah we'd, 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 we'd show note that, Bill. Night in a cell. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Why did you put it in brackets? Prison that. Well, no, because yeah, because people might not like. Be? No, mate. Our listeners could come from all sort of backgrounds. They might not know. Cell might. Cell Google Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. They might not. Cell might be different for them. I don't know. A battery cell. I don't. <laughs> well, anyway, we digress. It does get progressively worse. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, or a night with Jimmy Savile. Which uh, for our non-UK listeners was a it's, it's, radio it's, DJ. It's someone you wouldn't want to wake up in bed next to. Is radio you know, DJ or find in your kids' room? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a radio DJ that the BBC tried very hard to protect for some reason. <clears throat> yeah. Or bonus tier, <laughs> Rolf Harris. Right, well, he goes in. With I've Jimmy. met as a child. He, jo- he joins Jimmy. It's not just him on his own. He actually jumps in with he Jimmy as well. Jimmy. Do you know what? Uh, we could throw in a fifth one here. Oh, got a fifth one. We could throw in a fifth one. Oh, God, God. Well, since we're going with this monarchy theme, we could also throw in a uh, we could also <laughs> throw in a Prince Andrew, couldn't we? Oh, you God know? Almighty! Yeah, sharing a Rolls Royce with Prince Andrew, with blacked out windows. Mate, do you imagine getting into the back That's of Rolls the Royce? Here. Get into the back of Rolls Royce. You've got Jimmy Savile, Rolf Harris, and Prince Andrew. All with Prince there. Andrew, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be fucking shit yourself, wouldn't you? That sounds like the beginning of a joke. Oh, a Rolls Royce turns up with <laughs> Prince Andrew, you know, Jimmy Savile, and Rolf Harris. Yeah. And then there's a punchline in the end. It's not. It's just a very, very horrendous sex. Weren't crime. they? Um, weren't they all sirs as well? Wasn't Jimmy Savile and Rolf Harris both sirs? I mean, they obviously not anymore. But I'm not too sure to be honest with you. Mm. Well, I know I Jimmy. Mean, if they were sirs, I mean, that's like Jimmy Savile was um, MBE. Terrible. Wasn't he? Was he MBE, OBE, or something? He got he got signed, didn't he? Where is it? Shall I have a look quickly? He 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 was a command. He was commando trained. <laughs> commando. I know that trained. much. So he knew all the best ways to sneak in stealthily State of this. into a bedroom or two. The fact that the fact that this guy's a nonce and he's got a title like this, Sir James Wilson Vincent Savile, OBE, KCSG. Fuck me. 
<laughs> what a title. Well, anyway, we're glad that you could tune in to listen to our gym pet peeves. Yeah, fucking hell. Hang on. I'm just getting Rolf Harris up now. Okay, I don't It's also a commando. I just want to add that in there. God, he's 92. Well, he's in prison at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he is. I think. Uh, but yeah. There you uh, go. You can be oh, no. a night in a cell with Rolf Harris. He got a CBE. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, God. A CBB. <laughs> CBBC. It's a kid's program, if you're not aware. Right, let's move this on. <laughs> this has really started badly. Okay, right. Please edit all this out. God. Nah, fuck it. Mate, it's, it's more context for how bad the pet peeves are, doesn't it? So basically what we've just done there, guys, we've highlighted that if it's a really bad pet peeve, that the um, the person responsible for the pet peeve is going to have a very, very interesting evening. Um, that's all we're going to say. Um, so let's fucking go. Let's get in there. So firstly, actually, I say thank you everyone who got in touch with these gym pet peeves because we've got quite a few. We did get rid of some of them because we've had some before, obviously, in the Chatman PT series and on the first episode we had some. So we've got rid of uh, those ones um, and we've tried to keep it quite fresh. Um, and we are going to rank these, of course, but we're also going to try and offer some professional evidence-based solutions to these problems because it's all going to well us t- telling you to put a Jim Pet Peeve into a, a bed of Jimmy Savile but how can we how can we solve this problem how can we offer you the best way out of this Jim Pet Peeve so we're all going to do that as well I want you to just remember that term you know that we're going to try and offer professional evidence based solutions to some of these um, especially when you hear the first one shitty carpets now straight away shitty carpets my first question is is what gym are you going to that's got fucking carpets? And what? <laughs> that's that's my first point of question. Um, uh, and secondly, like actually, to be fair, Tom, what I know is, is this, this person mean it as in they get annoyed when a gym's got carpets, or do they get annoyed when the carpet itself is of low quality or the design's not quite up to scratch? That's what I want to know. <laughs> and even then, like, how do you know, like, if it's good quality? I mean, like, is it? If you're squatting like a, a rug, is like, oh, you know, this isn't one of those nice squat rugs. You know, this isn't a nice Venetian rug. You know, it's one of those coarse rugs that you find in B&M. Yeah, yeah, it's a cheap But yeah, yeah cheap um, rug, how yeah. do we offer professional evidence-based advice on this? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, funnily enough, uh, a couple of hours ago, did uh, actually Google if there was any studies on rugs or carpets. And guess what, Bill? There is actually a study that shows that compared to wood flooring. Right carpets actually reduce stress and when we're talking about you know um training stress and we're trying to reduce some of that load well in regards to like uh, external factors maybe it would be beneficial to you know train on carpets i don't i don't know i didn't actually read the study i just read the title and the conclusion there was no way i was going to spend my time reading an actual study on carpets um you know i didn't i didn't even check if there was any like conflict of interest Maybe there was, maybe, you know, big carpet. <laughs> carpet right. Just trying to sell more carpets. <laughs> Funded by carpet right. Or carpet right. But you know what? I did I did put a little story on my social media where I was actually thinking, do you know like how like as soon as the slightest whiff of anything that might benefit training, people jump on and sometimes they'll make it their personality. Mm. It goes to nutrition as well. So like uh, you'll have like knees over toes guy or you'll have like um, in the nutrition world, you'll get someone that will come and sell the the micro gut biome person, you know, these things where we've just got like a whiff of things and suddenly people are jumping and making their personality. Maybe that could be my personality. Maybe I could be the rug doctor. <laughs> the rug, I mean, rug's got more than one meaning, Tom, so be careful my with that. Whole, my whole training methodology, my whole personality, what, the rug doctor? I mean, the word rug in general. Is it? Has, uh, well, it's got numerous. The rug doctor? 
Uh, I can't have Rug Doctor anyway because apparently that's a carpet cleaner company. <laughs> it's a carpet cleaner. Uh, so I have to have something else. <laughs> but I, I could somehow work this in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have I have no idea the context of this question. It is so random. <laughs> Shitty carpets. Go train in a place with better carpets. We provided evidence that carpets reduce stress. So I feel like it would be inappropriate to place the carpets into a bed with Jimmy Savile. So I, I think personally, because we're an evidence-based podcast, Tom, it's got to be a night in bed. The carpets sound like they're onto a winner, reducing stress. I know, I know it's only compared to wood, but you know we're going to be completely cherry pick it, and we're gonna, just going to say that carpets reduce stress. So I think a night in bed, Tom. What do you think? I'm still trying to understand the question, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea what the fuck is going on here like um are we talking about a gym that has a rug or or doing exercise on the rug a full or just, set of carpets or mate a full gyms set. that have rugs when they shouldn't no, a full carpet setup like the whole like, floor I'm, just, I'm so confused <laughs> i'm just so confused my god like thing uh, is person who said this in was a military person so I want to know what gym they've been to and what camp that's got fucking carpets. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are they going that's got carpets? <laughs> I've never seen a military gym with carpets. I'm trying to think. Uh, right, do you know what? I can't I can't judge the pet peeve itself. I'm gonna judge the question. <laughs> and I'm gonna say that is that is, you know, <laughs> that is uh, getting into a limousine with Prince Andrew. Oh god. Bad. I mean, that is like Prince Andrew and Co. The, the question is just one big mindfuck. Yeah. Right. Like, what a way to open up the podcast, Jesus. What's your gym pet peeve? You know, most people, oh, you know, uh, you know, grunters, you know. Yeah. <laughs> people spilling their protein in the changing room. Shitty carpets. No, it's uh, <laughs> shitty carpets. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. dear. Right. Anyway. Just when I thought I'd heard everything. We'll move on to number two, where the tone does somewhat reduce above parallel heavy squats. Now, it's interesting, isn't it? Just on a carpet or wood floor. <laughs> yeah, that context is super important. Yeah. If it's on a carpet, fuck me, you're in bed with Jimmy. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Tom? Because we spoke about above parallel squats, but I get the context of heavy squats because people sometimes will say, oh, I PR'd my back squat today. Yeah, um, context is everything here. And it is something I've kind of like repeated several times, including to guests. And that is, there could be a reason why they're, you know, doing above parallel squats. One could be is simply that they might be a beginner and they haven't quite hit that mobility yet or that confidence to go lower. Just let time and nature do its thing. Uh, Are you a phone call? Bear me one second, my phone is going off. <laughs> that would be the rug doctor looking to see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it could also be someone's working around injury. So, for example, uh, one of the frameworks I work with if someone is uh, training with some sort of pain, one of the first things is, look, can you... It, d d does the movement feel better when you're doing it with less weight? No. Okay. In which case, can we? Maybe it's the maybe it's the rom we need to reduce. Can you maybe just do above parallel squat? There's there's certain times where a above parallel squat might be absolutely fine. Even then, like if it's this is one of those things where it's like if it's not affecting you, why do you care? And the thing is, there might be a very good reason why they might be doing those above parallel squats. It could also be to do with, so for example, there's this discussion whether if it's sport specific, if you're trying to generate power in the athletic position. So if you think about uh, your Olympic lift spill, where like you're in that position where the, you're hinged slightly backwards in that you're, you're about to receive a catch. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, you're not fully asked to grasp with a squat there. So you're just trying to generate power in that athletic position. You know, when you jump, you don't squat down, do you? You just you actually go back just a little you go down a little bit. It's not a full on squat. 
So you're actually going to train heavy for the position that you jump in or perform flick movements in. Don't get me wrong, I do prefer parallel or below parallel squats. That's just me. That's my preference. But there's totally a reason that people might want to do just about parallel squats. And one of the major ones is, yeah, simply people are just learning how to do the movement or two. They may be training around an injury. Uh, for me, that's night in a bed, nice yeah. and cosy. I, think, I don't see an issue with it at all. And I think it's too much effort to worry about what someone else is doing in that regard. I think the context, obviously context is important. I think the context this person meant was those people who potentially will do heavy squats and say they've got a good 5RM or a good 1RM, whatever, um, and they're just doing half squats, essentially. I mean, in that context, there's a bit, once again, why should, why would you why, why do you care? But Five reps is still heavy. It's just heavy at above parallel squats yeah yeah i get what you mean i get what you mean you know what i mean i mean if we go off of powerlifting rules it's like okay no that doesn't really count because the rules clearly state in powerlifting that you have to kind of get to a certain depth you know but if someone's proud that they managed to quarter you know do five quarter squats and they're just proud that they can do that okay cool uh, so i'm afraid to say to the person who submit that in without any more context we're gonna have to put that one in bed a nice night cozy bed because we need context. It's uh, just too difficult to, we, you know, we can't justify a night with Jimmy uh, without any context. We'll now move on to number three, which I'm not too happy about, I'll be honest. Um, this one came in a few times. I mean, to be fair, this was on my personal profile, so it made sense. Bill Gaylor slash you, so me. Um, apparently, I'm a people's gym pet peeve. I don't know what to say to that. I can't really rank that myself because it's me. Tom, where are you going to put me, mate? I can, easily. <laughs> Joe, well, I'm going to put you at a solid... Night with Jimmy Savile, I'm afraid, Bill. One, right. just because I think it'd be funny to put you in that situation. <laughs> Try defending yourself against that. <laughs> but also, um, whenever I am doing my online programming for people and I'm updating programs, I like to listen to my little 80s playlist on YouTube. And every time <laughs> I go onto YouTube, without fail, I always see one of your characters on your little face in some random clothing or some crazy picture next to my little playlist with your bloody Train Primal channel. Without fail, every single time. It's always next to my playlist. It's always something <laughs> crazier than the last one. Yeah. yeah so that's you know, I'm trying to get myself into that mindset. I want to listen to my jams, help my clients, and then there's there's, there's this guy here. Fucking send it Steve. What was it this time around? He was fighting Spetsnaz people. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah we did the Russian Spetsnaz. Someone's going to get a nice dose of Novichok in their tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Might not be here next week. Fucking hell. Might be the last time you hear my voice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fair enough, yeah. So I'm in bed with Jimmy, am I? Great. See, that could be a good video, couldn't it? Quite a good bit of concept, that. Crossfitter versus Jimmy Savile. What, you in bed with Jimmy? Yeah, CrossFit, <laughs> yeah, CrossFit versus Jimmy Savile. Be a good video, I think. <laughs> what kind of tape are we talking about here? <laughs> Jesus, this is horrendous. We need to move this on rapido. Uh, see what I did there, Rapido. <laughs> oh, that's good. Smooth, smooth operator. Move on to the next one. This one is this is a oh, crack. I like this one. I like the I like I like the context people have added here as well. So, um, mixing plates on a rack, and then they put this person added. Yeah, sound. I wanted to move six twenty-five kilos to get to that ten anyway. And then someone also said needing to take pre-workout to move the weights to get what you want. Um, and this did come up a few more times. This is quite a popular one. Mixing plates on a rack. Yeah, it is a fucking ball ache, isn't it? I'm not a fan. Uh, as that person said there trying to move all those plates wow, to get to yeah. the one you need so, oh Jesus I know that some of my clients uh, listen to this podcast 
and um, they'll know for sure that I get really upset when the plates get mixed on the rack. But in particular, when it's the different kind of plates that are being mixed. So, for example, my gym in the power racks, it's it should only hold the Olympic plates realistically. So those big, massive bumper plates. But what will happen is, is on the actual peg where the weights are held, someone will put, you know, like a, it's like a regular general gym plate or bodybuilding gym plate where it's like different size actual plates. So not just like different weights, but different sizes. Oh, so someone will put a one point, a 1.25 right at the base and then they'll put big 25 Olympic plates on top of it. Mm. So then you've got to take off these massive plates just to get to 1.25 or a 2.5. Mm. it is absolutely abysmal that people would think that's acceptable to do that it's bad enough they're not being kept color coded but to actually mix up the plates in that regard yeah that's a yeah yeah that's that's a massive pet peeve of mine that is straight into the limo with prince andrew <laughs> straight into the limo yeah it's frustrating isn't it i mean luckily the gym i go to the system is it's uh they're all sort of laid out uh horizontally so it's like you just have to roll them off so there's no way you can really fuck it up yeah you could you could put them in the wrong places but it doesn't stop you from getting them if they get put in the wrong place it just it just looks shit um but on like a weight tree or on a stack yeah that's a fucking ball ache and i think I, i've got to agree there it's got to go with andrew isn't it yeah. because I was talking to someone the other day, the worst bit about the gym sometimes is just getting the weights out and putting them away again. Like that could be hard enough. But if, you, if they got to make it harder than you, like harder for you, sorry, that you've got to lift all these other yeah. weights to get them. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So yeah, agree with you guys. All of you who sent that one in, which was a lot of you, yeah, you'll be happy to know they are getting in the limo with the nonce brigade. So... <laughs> <laughs> You'll be happy to know, <laughs> and then following up with that, Jesus, <laughs> static, right? Uh, <laughs> number five. Um, this is like this one. Blokes with smelly knee sleeves in brackets said everyone in the gym around me. Now I know this person personally. Yeah, I mean, I think that just goes with gym hygiene in general. <laughs> uh, smelly knee sleeves, obviously specific, specifically, but I think in general hygiene, yeah, that's a bit fucking annoying when someone stinks in the gym. Uh, you're trying to train. Uh, you're trying to train, and they sound. Uh, they smell awful. Um, do you know what? Poor hygiene in general is awful, and we've had to have like uh, awkward moments with uh, people in the gym in regards to it where I've worked. But the the weird thing is, that when it comes to body odor, it's like the person that has it just doesn't realise they have it. So I almost feel sympathetic in that regard. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time. Unless there is some kind of like genetic outlier here, where no matter what you're doing, it's always going to be bad. It's like, well, you should be taking steps in the first place to make sure we don't get to that state. So yeah, that's uh, at the same time, I do kind of feel sympathetic. So I'm going to say, you know, get in a prison cell, just not with me. Not not when it comes to like actually specifically smelly knee sleeves, because that is just like. The onus is on the owner of the knee sleeves. If you're not washing the fucking knee sleeves, then that's your own decision not to wash them. That's not like, <laughs> that's no one else. That's your own fault for not putting them in the washing machine when they're fucking stinking. Um, so I feel like. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? In that context, yeah, come on. I think you deserve. A It'd be like not washing your gym shirt. Yeah. It's still something you need to be washing. To be fair, though, I mean, if we put them in a, if we put them in the limo of Prince Andrew, the time they go around uh, Buckingham Palace in the limo, the time they get it back, the knee sleeves will be washed. The cycle will be over. So <laughs> everyone's a winner. Yeah. I mean, depending on how bad they smell, you know, he might get out of the car before you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. General hygiene will go night and cell. I think specifically knee sleeves and just general gym kit, um, that can go in the limo because that's just personal preference. That's personal, isn't it? I want to add to this one as well, though, because the person who sent this in, um, 
They've actually got their own personal pet peeve, which they didn't send in, but it is their own pet peeve because I've seen it firsthand. And that is resistance bands because for some reason, every time we get them out for a session, they just want to be inside him. So, you know when you use like a resistance band to help you do pull-ups, Tom? Sorry, they just want to be inside him. No, no. So look, every time he does pull-ups with a resistance band, it just never stays on his foot. It always goes in between. Oh. Yeah, straight oh, up. Right, yeah, you know right. what I mean now, yeah. Every session without oh, fail. Oh, yeah. No, nobody else has a problem. Everyone else is fine. Everyone else can use the <laughs> resistance band. No problem. He gets a resistance band. You hear a big ping. You look around and he's got a fucking yellow band inside him. <laughs> and you can't pull it out either because you could do more damage. It's like, you know, when a bee stings and its own guts come out afterwards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's really low brow. Everything we've said, that's the most lowest brow thing to me to say but i mean um i think that does come is it just for pull-ups is it yeah only, but you only use them for pull-ups yeah yeah in in hindsight i don't know why i said that if they was doing it for rows and it ended up inside and that'd be really weird you know that'd be like going to the hospital and saying oh no i fell on the ketchup bottle you know <laughs> i assure you doctor i fell on the ketchup bottle and they give the x-ray and there's a condom on top of it yeah um, <laughs> oh god what <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. seems taking a um, turn. But no, no, it it might be to do with the uh, the way you've actually looped a band around you. Um, I've got a specific way that I like to hook it uh, around a uh, around. It's a bit of a complicated way, but if that person wants to message me, I- I'm happy to kind of like send them a weird photo of me doing it because it's very hard to explain it by words. But um, <laughs> sounds like it sounds really. I hard. have it where. I know, <laughs> not with the band inside me, but I have it where my knees flexed and then my ankles flexed. And I have it hooked on the ankle so that it can't, either way, it cannot slide off. But there are these horror videos of people where they're, they're doing pull-ups and it's just on their feet or it's just balanced on their leg, you know, and it's, it's a recipe oh, the for pro- the, pro- the problem is, Tom, is because he'll normally do them for like a muscle-up situation where you're trying to do like a muscle-up and there's a lot of movement required with one of them. So it, it, the problem is it, uh, there's a lot uh, okay. more. In which case, yeah, my... Uh... Yeah, it won't work with it, your technique. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's I think that's just gonna have to be a, a risk. You just, you just have to learn to enjoy it, I'm afraid. Yeah. Enjoy it and learn to enjoy it. Okay. Um speaking of uh, muscle ups and CrossFit, the next one is continuous no reps. And this was sent in by a CrossFitter. So once again, this depends on the context, I think, because if it's in a competition and they're getting away with it and the judges aren't penalising that, then yeah, that's just fucking that's just shitty, isn't it? I mean, they can go, they can spend some time with Jimmy for that. They'll maybe learn the lesson. But um, in a normal class setting or a normal, I don't know, gym class setting where they're not doing any, they're doing no reps, it's kind of like, I mean, if they're if they're if they're boasting about their score or they're telling everyone, look how many reps I did, yeah, fair enough, they're a bit of a dick. But if they're just doing the if they're just doing the session for a bit, of, they want to do a bit of a class and get some fitness out of it, and they're doing no reps, it's not really the end of the world, is it? Like, and they're not like, bothered. You shouldn't be bothered. Um, context. I mean, really, this I is the problem with classes sometimes is that you're all trying to keep in pace with a singular, you know, program kind of. Mm. Yeah. So, like, if if one person's more fit than the other, you know, you you might be doing something at a pace that the other person has not yet got the capacity to do. So they might be shaving off reps. In which case, it's like, look, it is what it is. But as you said, Bill, if it's in a competition setting, it's a whole different ball game. Mm. And yeah, that is awful straight away. That is, you know, Savile and Andrew. But um, like we look back at the last CrossFit games and there was people shaving off fucking laps, weren't there? Oh, on, God, the yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the fucking the first, very first, the first one, yeah, they just missed an entire yeah. lap. Yeah. And when we talk about no reps, there was no laps on some of those things, you know, you know and, and in a competition like that, it's terrible. I mean, even like, and this isn't just CrossFit as well, this is things like, um, things like the Spartan races and some like the Tough Mudder race, basically these obstacle course races, when they're done um, 
competitively because sometimes they have like first waves which do it competitively and they have like trackers and their knees and stuff like that they will just run past obstacles they'll just fuck you up but at the same time they're doing it competitively to get their name on the leaderboard so yeah you'll get like no reps or no laps on all kinds of sports aside from crossfit and it's just how do you go to bed at night knowing it's a competition there's no glory in that it's I don't I honestly don't know how people can I, say yeah yeah I've got this position on this race or got this many reps at the game or this many laps it's like you know you're just a shitbag really I think somebody's got to be put on the judging and the the the, ho- the organisers as well because for example the CrossFit Games one how the judges and stuff allowed them to miss out an entire lap like what were they fucking doing the whole point of the judges is to monitor your reps so if they're not giving correct no reps you've got to blame either the judge or the organizer for not making sure the judges were prepared do you know what in the first place what's your thoughts on this bill because obviously i've only just started recently following crossfit but do you feel because some athletes uh in crossfit in particular idolized do you feel like the referees and the judges are almost too like they feel like it's too politicized to say oh i can't I can't penalise this person. That's so and so. I can't penalise Big John. Yeah, I think I think you I think you're right. To be fair, because if, I know if if the judge was I don't know judging Rich Froning, Matt Fraser, Tier Two, or something, they obviously will know that they are cases You'll where they do that know that judge that yeah, penalised. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like there probably is something in the back of their mind. But I know, especially at the games, the judging standards are a lot higher. But I think you're right. Um, if you know yeah. the person or the person's a well-known athlete. There's got to be some subconscious bias there of like, oh, they're they they they're, not, they're good. They're not they're doing. They'll be all right. And you almost feel awkward to go, oh, yeah. no rep. Or so, I don't want to be seen as the person that's uh, penalising the face of the company. Where would you put that, Tom? I think the context of competition. They go with Jimmy. I think normally go in bed if it's the class goer. Yeah, doing a few no reps and get in bed, can't they? Yeah. It's, not the end, it's not the end of the world, is it? When I used to do when I used to do boot camps, I used to see people shaving off reps all the time or half repping. I was like, do you know what? At the end of the day, I'm giving people a very strict. Uh, amount of reps to do here you know because it's, it's a class i'm trying to cater to everyone so, so i don't mind if they cut their reps short because at the end of the day not everyone's gonna be at the same you know uh, strength level or fitness level so it's like just let them or regulate themselves almost yeah if someone generally wants to be there to give it a hundred percent then they will you know but if it's someone who's uh only giving what they can at the time of what resources they have fitness wise then just let them do what they can do at that time Number seven. <laughs> this was a good guy, this one. The Trumper. Now, <laughs> I'm going to assume they mean those who pass gas, pass wind in the gym setting. Um, and this can be <laughs> problematic, in the spe- especially in the summer, because in our gym, we've got these big fucking industrial fans, yeah? And I remember one session, some guy, he was standing in front of it, and obviously <laughs> it's, blowing, it's blowing in one direction. Um, no, sorry, no, my bad. My, no, we start a story again. So we were in the gym and there was some other PT taking a client and he's on the assault bike. You know, the assault bikes have obviously got the, the fans, haven't they? So they blow it out a little bit. Oh, it's got the fan, yeah. Yeah, the fan. Yeah. Then, <laughs> so he, he's obviously let one go silently, not thinking anyone's going to know. And then the people in the class like who were standing in front of the assault bike all, all went like, because obviously everyone's a bit <laughs> friendly, they went, fucking, who's fired? That fucking stinks. And one of the guys after, he admitted that he actually owned up to it because the other guy was like really embarrassed, but he knew that it was the other guy on the assault bike. <laughs> and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think- Assault on in- the senses bike. <laughs> assault, yeah. I think farting in general in the gym is, is quite uh, problematic because it's quite close. Smells tend to linger longer. <laughs> Sweaty as well. Listen, it's gross, but it is what it is, and it, it, it happens. Uh, do you know what? Though, funny enough, I've never actually 
heard anyone let one go in like the classic sense of like, oh, someone's done like a heavy squat or anything like that. The only time I've ever heard someone audibly do it was when they were on a cross trainer. A cross trainer? I know. It's like the weirdest machine to hear someone do it. But they had headphones on as well, so I don't even think they realised themselves of what they had done. Surely you but know, this though. this was Surely. early morning and the gym was nearly empty. Oh, okay. That's why. You'd be surprised, mate. A lot of people misunder... Mis... Mis... Uh, not misunderstand. They underestimate their power. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, sometimes you think someone's going to be an RP8. It's going to be an RP10 instead. <laughs> Shit yourself in the gym. Uh, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> gym etiquette isn't it please don't fart in the gym when it smells especially when you know it's going to stink as well fucking hell I think I'm going to put that in bed with Jimmy I think um, see if they can fart then they'll be doing more than farting after a night with Jimmy I'll tell you that uh, you know what? <laughs> it's not pleasant but in this context I'll say like either in a nice cosy bed or in a cell once again just as long as it's not in the same cell what? with me uh, just because it's look, sometimes it happens. Hard, oh, dude. Being too yeah. generous. It happens sometimes. How many people do you know exit the gym to go let one rip and then come back in? You know, it's what it is. You just hold it in, don't you? you just hold it. Sometimes in, like, any normal person when you're bracing hard. Yeah, I mean, I've done that before. To be fair, but like, if you just cut around the gym, you just hold it in, don't you? You don't just like do a sneaky little fart and walk off. <laughs> <laughs> you forget that I've worked with you for many, many years. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> Moving on to number eight. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> this next one is quite simple. It's just, uh, it's men. Men. It just says men. Um, I mean, once again, context. If the man you're speaking of is Jimmy Savile, of course, yes, they should get in the limo. If it's just every, your everyday man, you know, in the gym, I'd... I need context. I don't. I don't really know. I mean, is it if it's Tom? Is it me? <laughs> that that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, men. Where, where anyway, do, you put... uh, do you know what? Um, when I used to work in a management role for a gym, we used to get like these feedback comments, and uh, very often, and I mean very often, we would just get bombarded with negative comments, which is simple cases of too many men in this gym or. There are men in the free weight section, which means I don't want to go down there. It's like, look, I understand, look, if it's a concern, it's a concern. But it's like, what do people expect us to do about this? I'm, I'm afraid that we, we live on a planet with, you know, men. You know, it is what it is. But it just, it does astound me that, like, someone will take their time to actually make a serious, like, a negative comment in a, in a general population gym just to say, there's men here, like, oh, there's too many men, or there's men in the free weights, or I don't like the ratio of men and women. It's like, we can't force certain genders to sign up. Yeah, it's not a fucking night. It's not a fucking nightclub, is it? Can't decide who comes in. I, I do understand that at the end of the day, people can have really poor experiences in the gym when it comes to other men, particularly when you're uh, female as well, just to clarify. So, you know, at the same time, I can empathise with that. Men can be bastards. Mm. and Joe, you know what women can be bastards as well is what it is instead of saying men what you should have said was and I'm sorry I am mansplaining here I realise what you should have said was just society people in general <laughs> yeah, just people. and that would have made a lot more sense to be fair mate people came up a people lot people were bastards yeah. 
Men are bastards. Women are bastards. Pe- people did come up a lot. I think the solution to that one really is if you are really don't like men in the gym, is you can just you can always do stuff at home, or you can just maybe I don't know find a. There are gyms actually where they just do classes for women. Do you know what? Um, there's also some gyms that have women only areas, um, but some of them are really good in the sense that they will have like the exact same equipment that you would find in any other gym. So you will find like power racks, you will find barbells, you will find you know. All the other stuff that is, you know, stigmatized has been for men only. Yeah. But they they can be quite difficult to find. Mm. But the thing is, look, talking from, I want to say I'm talking from my own experience here, but this is from someone that has managed a gym, and that is, honest to God, the men are paying a lot less attention than what you may originally think. But at the same time, people in general are going to be fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, we'll put men with a night in bed, I think. I think yeah, nice cosy night. From a man's point of view, of course. Um, with men. <laughs> right, this next one is fucking mental. And this actually was submitted by one of my clients. So we need to have a chat, mate, because what gym are you going to? Well, this is going on. So um, this one is sexualized behavior between staff and clients in view of other members. Now, I thought this was absolutely absurd. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? But then Tom was telling me, he probably can't repeat it, but he was telling me stuff that's been happening. Uh, in his, and I was like, what the f-? I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, this apparently does happen. Um, it, I don't know what to say. It's fucking mental. It's, um, to be honest with you, some of the top fitness influencers mm. brag about it, about having like a overt sexual behavior towards clients etc and it's look when you're when you're a pt in my opinion and this is just opinion as well by the way but in my opinion there's like a it's a breach of trust mm. when you start making moves on a female client as a male pt you know and you have like a duty of care to kind of like look after your client look there are rare opportunities where it's genuine and things do you know blossom relationships do occur but there are some pts out there i say some there's a lot of pts out there that use their job as like a hunting ground and to prey on women and um do you know what i've said to i've said to former staff members before bear in mind i'm not management anymore so i can talk a bit more openly about it i just don't want to name names or companies etc but i have said to staff before like if there's one piece of advice I can give you is to not shit where you eat and they just nod along and then they'll go and start fucking clients anyway and then they're upset when like, it leads to all this other drama. It's like, are you joking? Come on. Literally, I've just had a conversation with you a couple of months ago about this. You've done the exact same thing I advise you not to do and now it's brought drama towards you. Come on. Yeah. Have a word. Have a word, have a word. I think, yeah, I think there's only one place that we could put these, um, the staff in, really. I think give them a taste of their own medicine, <laughs> get, get them in the limousine. I mean, just for the, yeah, I mean, just for the breach of trust, just for the breach of trust. And you, do you know what? You'll see as well, there are those PTs that are very selective with their clients as well on who they choose to train, mm. you know, and it's, it's so shitty. That's a bit, really pre- bit predator-like, isn't it? You know, just, just Predatory. But, you know, that breach of trust. Yeah, it is. Mm. It is. And I wish I could say more mm. about what I've witnessed, but I, I I can't because certain things are too close to home with what I've witnessed. But yeah, um, it is that industry where it has a lot of predatory behavior, I'm afraid to say, and it's fucked. 
It's absolutely fucked. Uh, the members of staff there, they can get in bed with other predators because it makes complete sense. You feel right at home. Um, number 10. This one's more of a personal attack. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Using too much chalk and in brackets, Tucker. Now, Tucker's someone who goes to my gym um, and they are notorious for using excessive amounts of chalk. So I'll skip to the chase, mate. Unfortunately, the people have spoken. You are going to have to spend a night um, in the limousine with Andrew and his nonce brigade. So unfortunately, Tucker, if you are listening, mate, have a good <laughs> night. Um, calm down on the chalk. Cost of living, mate. <laughs> using too, far too much. All right. Um, we'll move on. Because we've, we've spoken about chalk. He's before. like a magician. He just appears <laughs> to the barbell when he makes the big smoke cloud appear with the chalk. Just, just appears. Fucking like, like Houdini. It's like, poof, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Just appearing like a big cloud of chalk. Number 11. People staring at you, waiting for you to finish after telling them you've got three sets left. Now, this is fucking annoying, isn't it? Jeez, I mean, it probably happens more in your type of gym, Tom, I would have thought. Has it happened to you personally? Yes. Yep. And it's always weird because as soon as it happens, I always seem to find that I'm doing more sets than what I originally planned <laughs> just to piss that person off. <laughs> you know, with my long three to five minute rest periods. Mm. Um, I honestly don't mind people waiting. I honestly don't mind if people want to work in. But it's when they're sat there, sat or stood up with arms crossed, like glaring. And all that person is going to do is going to make me fucking take my time more. Honestly, I don't mind sharing, but it's just people's attitude towards it. And it's just common etiquette, isn't it? Just to not fucking stare and give people daggers. But the problem with a lot of gyms is that it's that kind of environment where sometimes it brings out that, you know, oh, oh I'm an alpha male. I'm the leader of this wolf pack. I'll stare them down. Yeah. It's like, you'd be staring a long time, mate. <laughs> Better book some holiday. Goes back to that pet peeve of just men. I can imagine this, like, if you're a woman and there's a guy just standing there, super intimidating, just waiting for you to finish your sets. That's fucking really uncomfortable. Uh, if you're a, if you're a new to the gym and you're a woman, there's yeah. some fucking big, roid-out fucking guy standing there with his arms folded, waiting for you to finish your two sets on, you know, doing your squats or whatever. Um, so that can be quite annoying, I yeah. imagine. Where do you want to put these people, Tom? These individuals. Uh, I don't want to water down the scoring system, so I'm going to say uh, night in a cell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad, is it? It's not the end of the world. Sorry, that sounded weird. I yawned then as I said that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I don't want to water down the system. Yeah. Number 12. Oh, cheeky little fucker, this one, eh? Uh, <laughs> so number 12, people with podcasts. Haha, <laughs> funny, fucking funny. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, they are annoying. They are. Very, actually, to be fair, like, obviously it was a joke because we obviously have a podcast, but I was actually thinking there are so many weapons out there now making podcasts would literally offer no value. You'll get like a bunch of alpha males in a circle, just circle jerking about fucking alpha culture or I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, every single yeah. fucking twat decides they, their voice should be heard. It's like, if you're not offering any actual value of like, all, any yeah, I just don't get it. Blows my mind. Regurgitating, you know, Jordan Peterson sound bites, or you know, like a fucking the other nonce, Andrew Tate, and all this other <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, I don't, I don't get it. Is, the problem with the problem with podcasts, and we know some experience, Bill, is that anyone can do it. Anyone with a microphone and a platform can do it. Obviously, we've got fancy mics and fancy lights, <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, anyone can do it. But it's the consistency of it and the message you bring out as well. At the end of the day, yeah, like. With a podcast, like, in my opinion, a good podcast is something where it's like, look, if it's something which is just fun, happy days, so there you go, that's my way to buy out straight away. But 
whenever you finish a podcast, you should kind of come away from it thinking, in this space at least, in the fitness industry, you should come away from it thinking, this is actually like a practical application to what I've just listened to. Have I actually taken anything away from that? You know, is there anything that has actually made me, has given me, you know, food for thought? Has it made me change my mind? Has it actually clarified something I wanted to know about? Has it made me change my beliefs? Has it planted the seed of doubt, maybe? Yeah. Or has it actually confirmed something you kind of already believed? Mm. It should be a practical takeaway from it. I also think as well is the ones where people take themselves too seriously. They get proper fucking boring. Like, you know, it's obviously personal opinion on things, but... Like they just they they feel like they're going to be the next Gandhi or something or the next fucking top guru and they have to they just be like so see like they they think their message is so like they're, they're literally just a random person but they feel like it said they're going to be the next Jordan Peterson the next Andrew Tate and it's just so obvious that they're going with that formula of taking it so seriously and trying to say the same buzzwords and it's like oh my god so I give it a fucking rest Mate, please I am recording this I'm recording this out of my little box room. That a landlord landlord has uh, tried to say is a free room house, you know, <laughs> which I've transferred to my office. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've got my little cupboard there. You know, it's nice and simple. I have no illusions of grandeur. But people with podcasts in general, I feel like we can't put them into a horrendous bracket simply because we'd have to go there as well, Tom. I'm going to yeah. be biased and say night in bed. <laughs> there are some great podcasts out there. And uh, it's just one of those things where people need the time and the uh, attention span to listen to it. Because you know what, every now and again I'll listen to a podcast, um, but I will find that I'll have to keep on skipping backwards because I realise that, oh fuck, for the five past five minutes, I've zoned out. Do you know what I mean? So I'll go for a walk or if I'm, you know, doing something or other, I'll be listening to, I don't know, I'll be listening to like Adam Meekins' physiotherapy one. I'll be listening to Greg Lehman talk to someone or Barbell Medicine or, you know, someone else. And then suddenly... I remember shit, I'm listening to a podcast because I'll pick up on something really interesting. I'll be like, oh, hang on a minute. I need to rewind back and hear about what they're actually talking about here. But yeah, um, what I do like about podcasts is it's it's audio. A good podcast is audio. So therefore, it's the actual message that's been spoken that's important. It's not like Instagram where you're lording with flashing images. Yeah, yeah. Or rippling abs or, you know, crazy fonts or whatever Mark Coles has decided to bring out this week, you know. Um, it's just simply the message, what is being spoken. So therefore, it's relying on information, which mm. I kind of like. It's yeah, the quality nice. of what you're listening to rather than just the jazziness of what you're looking at. Yeah, that's good. Really valid point, actually. Uh, next one is this one's actually army specific um, and it's shit PTIs. So that's physical training instructors. We won't talk about PTs in general because we've done that before, but shit PTIs. Now, the reason I, I can get on board of this a little bit is because like, and then if, you, if you're unaware, like in an army setting, when you're a PTI, it's not normally your sole job. Like it, you could be for a little bit, like when you are working in the gym, but you're normally, you go join the army as another job role. Let's say, for example, in my case, the engineers. So you're trained to be a you know combat engineer or a tradesman, whatever you're doing at the time. And then a PTI is like an extra thing. So the difference that compared to someone who's a PT in the normal fitness industry is there's no reason for you to stay up to date or to work on your skills uh, and your trade of being a PT because you're it's like just one of the other things you've got on your. It's just like another thing you're doing on the side if you're just taking PT for your you know your battalion squad like- or whatever. Kind of like going to a restaurant and asking the waiter how the chef has prepared the food and how they've actually done it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, it's like there's, there's, there's 
so you do get quite a few of them who are just shit because they do the course, they're really fit, they get put on the course, they do it. Um, they'll take PT for their unit a couple of times a week, but they don't really, there's no there's no incentive um, and there's no real push or need for them to take it a step further. So you end up getting ones who are just really shit. They might be really fit, but they don't really um, excel in delivery of physical training. So yeah. yeah, I can see why that's a bit frustrating. Um, can you blame the people with the individuals? Can can the individuals be put high on the scale, or is it the, is it the system that's letting them down? That is the million dollar question. Yeah, that's a good question. Mm. So, so I don't know where to put that. And one. even then, in any job role, you're going to get some people that are shit, some people that aren't as shit. Yeah, it's just the way you it know. goes, isn't it? But when we when it is something as important as I occur loving the army, the military in general, it's one of those things where, well, technically, the people that are you know looking after troops and getting into a state of physical fitness should really be the cream of the crop. Yeah. And, you know, who is it that the, who is it that the squaddies go to for advice on fitness? The PTIs. Fucking hope not. Therefore, you know, <laughs> well, from, what, from, from, from my experience, it, it does happen. And usually it's just a case of, yeah, just, just go running, run, run faster, run harder, run, far. run more. Yeah, work harder. You know, from my experience, obviously. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it can be frustrating, skin mm. from my experience. But at the same time, I don't want to walk down the system, so I'm going to say, yeah, shit PTIs get in the cell. Yeah, I'd go for shit PTs in general, to be honest with you. Yeah, because it's, it's it's hard to it's a mixture of things, isn't it? It's it's obviously individual responsibility, but you've is also it the, the system, system or the, the individual. Well. Yeah, yeah. So I think night in cell is a fair place to go. Um, we'll miss that one. We'll go to we'll go to this one actually. Um, this one's fucking. I think this is from stateside. Um, so someone from America, I want to say. Um, and I've never seen this. Couples that grope each other in between workouts. So I'm guessing in between sets and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, have you fucking seen fucking this? Fucking hell. I've have you actually seen, seen... Oh, Mate, I've seen... Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Uh, pro- probably not. Probably not the same couple that this guy's seen. <laughs> but fucking hell. There is a powerlifting couple that comes to my gym, and I've pretty much seen them fornicating in the racks. It is really, really... Powerlifters got 20 minutes rest. I don't mind showing affection in public. <laughs> uh, not a lot of stamina, though, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... Um, I don't mind people showing affection in public, but there's a level of how much affection is appropriate. Like, Jesus Christ, if you've got your arms around someone, you're full-on Titanic in them. Jesus Christ, come on, there's a time and place for that. Not in a gym. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Mate, what what goes through people's minds to think it's a good idea to start getting hands-on? In a no. fucking gym. Any, any public place in general. In, Not even just gyms, mate. Any public place. I wouldn't do it in a restaurant. I wouldn't do it in a library. I wouldn't do it in Subway. I wouldn't do it in the post office. So why the fuck would you do it in the gym? What, what's the context here? Tom? Honestly, what, they, God, it's what just sort of things awful. do they do? Like, what, give, give me a bit more detail because I want to know. I'm not really sure the context of when I say grope. I'm just sorry being... to be extremely British about this, but they were full on snogging each other and oh, grinding. Like, it is like, really? what the fuck are you doing? Oh Come my on. God. Yeah. As I said, if you wouldn't do it in the library, you wouldn't do it in the gym. Well, do you know, do you want me to ask them now, mate? Would you do it in a limo? Because <laughs> that's well, where you're going. Going in a limo, yeah. but you know, whether they whether they want to leave it, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll keep you updated. But all the couple gropers, will they get out of the limo in one piece? We'll find out. Um, next up, right? Oh, fucking here we go again, right? Um, just to, just for reference, context. Sorry, we did the poll on. I did it on my personal account and the Instagram uh, and the podcast Instagram. Okay, so we got some double <laughs> answers. Um, and once again on the other instagram account my name came up again 
I mean, at this point, I just feel like it's cyberbullying. Uh, Tom's name didn't come up at all, which um, I, don't, I don't know why. You know, does everyone hate me? I don't know. But I'm on the list again, Tom. I'm on the list again, mate. They know that if they did it, this is why I ne- this is why I really put the polls up on my personal page mm. because I can't control myself. Yeah, I'll go from, both, mate. You know, yeah, this came up on both accounts. Well, what can I say, mate? You know, if there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> Clearly, fucking. Maybe smoke. this person too would like to listen to their eighties playlist on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Seeing your mug next to it. <laughs> right, fuck me. I'll go. I'll go back and see Jimmy again. Then will I? Fuck's sake, nightmare. Right. <laughs> what a treat? Uh, no, I like this next one. Actually, it's a good one. This. Um, <laughs> right, I can see what you might think. So this one is cringe gym attire, and in brackets it was <laughs> get get big or die trying. Now. <laughs> I've got two two thoughts on this. Like, I mean, people can wear what they want, but I'll be honest, it is fucking mental when you see people wearing these sorts of t-shirts. Like, it is it is cringy, isn't it? Let's be honest. Born to kill. <laughs> yeah, born to kill. <laughs> I mean, what do you say when you see these oh, people? Oh, hang on a minute. I've got one. Oh, hang on a minute. I've got an even better one. This kind of goes hand in hand with this, but people that wear really chippy, warty, military clothes in the gym oh god so i've seen yeah. that as well fuck me yeah now the thing is do you know what i actually i'm probably gonna get a bit of shit for this but i don't mind if someone's wearing their units shirt in the gym you know it's a little bit mm, okay but you know whatever like I, I i i've seen people train with rifle shirts you know in the gym and it is what it is you know it's a very rifles thing to do to let people know you're in the rifles um but when it's something that you've clearly ordered off of eBay, you've you've made the effort to go onto eBay and buy one that's custom made and it's got dragons and skulls on it. Fifty caliber bullets. Skulls. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a. Yeah. Oh God, I feel awful because the guy's the guy's quite nice and he is very very fit, but um, he wears a veteran a, a multi cam custom made veteran shirt with like. Now, bear in mind, this, the last time this guy must have been in the army was well before the SLR was into play. It was probably when they were still using, you know, pylums. Before the SLR. And, uh, you know, the image on the back is like a silhouette of like a, even though it's got a British flag on the arm, on the back it's like an American Marine. It's a silhouette of an American Marine with like an M16 or an M4, whatever they have, you know, and it's just like he's actually made the effort to go onto eBay, search yeah. for that, go through the hassle of going to PayPal, putting in these details of going, yep, I'm going to wear this to the gym, you know. But yeah, going well back to your... Sorry, I just had to overload the cringe here, but look, a part of me wants to say, you know, oh, I'll let people do what they want. Let's not shame them. But at the same time, it's in my head, I've I've seen some dreadful things. Yeah, just disgusting, aren't they? Yeah, you know, one of the funniest ones was... Uh, one of the funniest ones was... Uh, do, do you remember... God, this is going back now, but in the bodybuilding circles, Rich Piana. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, monster well, of a well, man, died. caked to the gills. In oh yeah, he's yeah. he's been dead for a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, very heavily roided up, extreme muscle mass monster, a lot of sympho as well. And he had this. Uh, oh, I can't remember what the fucking brand was called now. Fifty something, but like uh, someone that used to come to my gym, and this is years ago, so this was a completely different gym. Used to come in his clothing, but he'd have his clothing. He'd have the baseball cap. Uh, oh, kill it! That was it. His hat would say "kill it" on it, and it was all gym attire. But it was all rich piano stuff from head to toe. I swear, he even had the socks. He'd have the water bottle. He had a big gallon jug water bottles. Mm. <laughs> he had one of those, and everything on it was rich piano. And uh, oh, fucking out! Rich piano used to have like a quote. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, oh, that's it. It was a 
whatever it takes, you know, massive yank here, whatever it takes. Mm. And in these videos with his, like, his girlfriend, he'd be like, whatever it takes, right, babe? Yeah, babe, whatever it takes, right, babe? Anyway, an Englishman wearing all of this rich piano gear and he was with his girlfriend in the gym. No. And I heard him actually say to her, no, what, whatever it takes, right, love? <laughs> right love how precious he is that he put his own he put his own little little spin on it whatever it takes right love and I was like mate that will go with me to the grave yeah this That's guy so kitted good. out as if he was cosplaying him you know <laughs> by putting like a British swing on it mate I would have Jesus like, Christ mate, I feel that like will go with me to the grave mate there's got to be like a TikTok or something out there of that video surely he was making a video of that that's got to be like a, a spoof I, or something I, this must have been no, no, this is this is back in like 2017 or yeah, 2017, Not 2016. Really. But mate, all the days of TikTok really. That yeah. is one of those memories. I think I actually walked out of the gym because I was creasing so much. Walked out of the gym, mate. That's reminded me of. You know, you said about the you said about the yank thing there. That literally reminded me of that T-shirt I've seen somewhere before. I think they, I think I think I actually saw it here, like just someone cutting around in you know uh, in England somewhere. Um, it had uh, what did it have on the back? It had a giant eagle. Had like a ripped American flag, and it said, "I served for your freedom," and I just had to, I had to, I, I felt like jumping off a bridge. I, I just, I couldn't deal with it. It was just so, oh god, like, <laughs> like it was, it was the giant eagle, the ripped flag, it is, and then it is funny, like, oh. isn't it? The, uh, I get a bit of patriotism, but fucking, it is hell. funny how we, you know, it's funny how like British servicemen it's and so our cousins overseas kind so of like different. differentiate in regards yeah. to like how they, how they conduct themselves. They say. Yeah. In regards to experience with the military, they ha- you have to know. Like people have I mean, to put know. It this way, you, you you won't. Yeah, you won't get someone in full rig going into subway, and uh, you know, <laughs> but you end up on subway. You end up on fill your boots. Rig, you end up on fill your boots. Unless it's a, media, don't you? unless it's a unless it's a service station. <laughs> if it's a service station, it's a whole different story. Yeah, different game in it. But yeah, mate. Honestly, it's so different. Isn't it? Like British squaddies, you will not walk anywhere in public with like your kit or anything like that because you just get fucking put on it on the internet and you just get laughed at. In America, it's like fucking. You get you get, you get like praised, yeah. get clapped and cheered and. Yeah, the seagulls start clapping, the eagles start cheering. You know when you get to, (laughs) yeah, Team America starts playing out nowhere, you know, on the sky. (laughs) But (laughs) but yeah, like uh, you know, somewhere you know a cannon fires, you know, fireworks go off. But I'm sure it's very nice and very sweet when you see the videos of like people that turn up in uniform to like their kids school and stuff like yeah, that yeah. but we just don't do that in the uk no, it's not and i'm sure it. like in the us it's fine to do stuff like that but here i think we're just more i don't know we're just more steady as she goes yeah it's more subtle aren't we not as, more uh, crude prim yeah. and proper. um but i mean going back to the um <laughs> the original pet peeve of uh cringe gym attire i i, I want to say a night and sell because it is fucking ridiculous but i feel like it's not causing any harm is it it's making me cringe a little bit but it's not causing me harm you're gonna go night in bed aren't you Joe, you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, a normal night in oh, bed, nice and chill, just because it, it actually it's not something which makes they'll be, me. They'll be a full rig, mate, <laughs> full battle rig. It's, <laughs> it's not a pet peeve. <laughs> All right, I'm not a certain, you know, I'm not a certain PTI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you're about. Oh, you yes. know, I'm yeah, not gonna name any names. Yeah, I know you're. <laughs> yeah. Don't name names. For if fuck's you know, sake. You, if you know, you know. Um, if if you know, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like um, it's one of these pet peeves where it doesn't make me angry. It it almost cheers me up a little bit because it's mm. quite funny. Yeah. 
and I'm sure that actually kind of like makes it more embarrassing for the person in in question. But like, I've got to find yeah. more now because I, I, I that only put one in brackets. But I want to find more cringe gym t-shirts. There's got to be some more in there, surely. I am the storm. Uh, God, there's got to be. Oh, some can more. I just clarify? Actually, like, Joe, you know what? There's some gym specialized clothing which I find is you know it's quite cool. I mean, like, a, there's that guy, uh, Omar Isa, who has like his own clothing brand. But it's like a stylized 80s kind of like grime horrorcore kind of like gym clothing brand with the imagery. And I think that's kind of fine. But it's when you get like the cheesy quotes. It's the cheesy quotes. You ready? You ready? Got a couple of There's them. a wolf inside me. What? <laughs> Mate, guess what's come up first? I'll put cringe gym t-shirts. Guess what's come up? Nonce. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No- I mean, that Nonce. is quite Why has that come up? <laughs> I mean, if there's one way to get someone hey, off of a got? Oh, here you go. Ready? quick, that's one way to do it. Got off on there, Tom. If lifting was easy, it would be called your mum. Oh, and you just know that, that that person, yeah, is, is on machines only. <laughs> Any 300 quotes, uh, Spartans, put, or I don't sweat, I sparkle. Oh, I like that. I'll have that. <laughs> Mate, I've... Tom, what have you seen? Mate, I've got one here. There's, it's got two boxes. It's got a picture of a girl dancing and one lifting a weight, and it says "Your girl, my girl." Oh my god! Ooh, what, okay. what self-respecting female would allow their boyfriend to go out with a t-shirt like that? I've run out, but yeah, you've said night in bed. I'm going to say a night in a cell because some of them are just outrageous. Way, I just don't think how they look in the mirror bit. at themselves and go, "I look fucking." I look, I look. They go. I look wicked. I look fucking mega. I am ready for a big. How do I mean? How do you even look at yourself and think that? I just that's that's why they need to go and self to yeah. sort of heads out a little bit and go right. It's it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> anything alpha male or anything like that. It's like oh come on, stop cringing. Yeah, get in the bin. I mean, like it's always something cheesy as well. As I said, it's like you know a wolf inside me or you know a warrior or something or a Spartan quote. It's you know it's never something actually actually inspiring like you know. Um, Guilty of war crimes. If I <laughs> saw someone come into the crimes. gym with a hoodie on and in no images, no pictures, just simply in bold uh, Roman times font, guilty of war crimes, I'd be like, that guy's here to lift. I'm terrified. He means business. He's also guilty of war crimes. Yeah, there you go. And that's a good idea for a brand. <laughs> right. Sorry, Bill, I've just noticed uh, behind you, just to your right is a plug socket. There is no plug actually attached to the socket, but it is switched on. Can you just turn that off? That's making me very nervous. That's <laughs> one of my pet peeves right there. That is really... Yeah. That, I've been looking at oh, no, I've, for I've a while turned now. It, I've turned the other on. Fuck. Oh, God, no. Right. No, it's because it's because I normally have my monitor plugged into that socket, but then I switched the desk ground right. for the podcast. I can't you, tell you so how you often the, that the has nice been wall. frustrating me. Really? You've only just mentioned it. I've, I've really tried. That's one of my gym pet peeves. There you go. <laughs> I come into shaking literally every shaking. night. Uh, you know, every night I, I go around to random gyms. I just make sure all the plug sockets are turned off if they're not in use. God, you're Next one. Okay, this is good. Anyone stronger than me, clearly on steroids. I mean, we are actually all... I think a lot of people are guilty of that. If if anyone's better than them, they're always like, yeah, steroids. Why do you care is my simple question to that. You know, why care? Yeah, and I think as well, I think as well, a lot of people, especially when you see people on the big stage of like big competitions and they're like really good and people go, oh, they must be on steroids. It's like, well, what you're looking at there is like a, a tiny percentage of the entire population who have made it that far. 
they could just be fucking genetically gifted or they are or as they are they are just the top elite of the world like the they are one out of fucking seven billion so they're not necessarily on steroids they're just potentially very good so even if they are on steroids i just, I just don't care i just simply do not care I don't know what else to say. Like, if people are on steroids, they're on steroids. The only time I'd get the ump with it is if it was in a, you know, natural competition or or some kind of natural, you know, contest or sporting event. But to assume that it's going to actually be natural is just, you know, pff, come on, it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, clarifying yeah, that. Sure. <laughs> um, I think I think I think there was obviously a joke behind the uh, behind the comment. Anyone stronger than me is clearly on steroids. Um, I think people on steroids in general, though, uh, it's context dependent. I think once again to where they'd go on the scale. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is a question that does get off. Uh, not a question, but it is a statement that does get made often. Jokes aside, and that is, you know, mm. people get so bitter that they're like, well, anyone that is stronger than me is going to be on steroids. You know, and you see in a lot of Instagram comments as well. And it's and it's mm. so what? Who gives a shit? The only time, the only time I'd get the ump of it is if it's in a natural competition of sorts, or if the person is outright lying. They're trying to, but even now, I'm not going to expend my or, energy to go yeah, or lying. All I was going to say is the ones who sell a product or a service based on oh, okay, their yeah. appearance or ability. And they don't tell you that they've been. It's not their program that's got them that massive. It's actually the uh, injections they've been putting in their ass on every fortnight. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, uh, in which case, yeah, straight in with Andrew. <laughs> I love that comment. Yeah. What, a state, what a sentence to say. It's a great soundbite, isn't it? Straight Anyone that has been a grifter, <laughs> a scumbag, to lie about their results in order to sell their programs is, yeah, straight away, that's unforgivable, I'm afraid. Um, I've got a couple more, guys. Next one. <laughs> People that belt up for a deadlift at 50% body weight. I mean, from a professional point of view, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't recommend belting up at uh, such a low weight. Because um, you, you know you want to be able to lift without uh, bracing assistance of a belt. Um, but it, wasn't there some evidence that came up with this recently, Tom, about belts versus no belts? Like if we actually take it back to said we were going to talk about evidence for each oh, point. Jesus Christ! Um, it, it, there was a whole then it all kick off. It all kicked off, didn't it? Yeah, massive debate yeah. about belts or no belts. Coming from someone that is happy to use a belt, but I'm also not, you know, a hardcore belt fan. I'm coming from like a neutral perspective, and that is that there is evidence to show that belts, one way or another, do help with performance. Um, now, look, when it comes to yeah, belting up for deadlift at 50% body weight, once again, I I want to say I don't really care, but that won't quite be true. So, look, my recommendation is to not try, is to not belt up all the time, simply because it might be one of those things where you you over rely on that external help so to speak you know if it comes to a point where like you one day forget your belt at home and you got to, all the way to the gym what are you going to do not deadlift because you've forgotten your belt but at the same time using a belt you know for light lifts can still be fine I mean there's actually a case where I've made the argument before where using a belt for an absolute newbie for light weights can actually help to understand how the bracing procedure works if I made them lift super heavy they're no longer worrying about technique or breathing. They're just trying to survive the lift. But if it's like, if I do something which is well below their max, but it's like, look, let's utilize the belt here so that you can actually get to grip, no pun intended, with learning how to brace against the belt, how to use the valsalva maneuver, how to actually push against it. 
then yeah, let's use the belt a little bit. And some people say, oh, you can't use belts for beginners. So like, sure I can. Whether it be deadlift or squat, it's a, it's, it's a way to help them understand breathing. And then we can take the belt away and say, okay, so just same thing. Imagine you're wearing that belt and you're just trying to breathe against it, brace into it. So I, I don't really have a problem mm. with it. It is something I'd, I'd rather people not do, you know, because I don't want to rely on that external uh, tool. But at the same time, if people do it, yeah, I'm not really going to lose sleep over it. Yeah, I think we're quite soft in that respect because as we spoke of a podcast earlier with these little alpha circle jerks, that sort of pet peeve would be the sort of thing where people respond saying, oh, they're all fucking idiots. Fuck them, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's fucking stupid. What the fuck are they doing? Blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, why do you even care? Like, why it doesn't actually matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's not affecting you really, is it? One thing I've consistently heard over the past year is someone say to me, like, well, with a belt, they say, I don't need a belt. I've got a core. It's like, well, to me, that just shows that you don't understand what the purpose of a belt is for. It's not to take over your core. It's just to help you with the bracing manoeuvre. The, the belt doesn't actually do anything but just aid in your bracing. Give, it's to give you mm-hmm. feedback, exactly. to let you know that you're bracing against something. Um, so yeah, night in bed for that one. Nice, cosy night. Well done. If you want to wear, if you want to wear a belt, uh, a fucking 40 kilo, whatever, <laughs> deadlift, <laughs> crack on. Professionally, yeah, wouldn't recommend getting relying on it, but whatever, do what you want. We live in a society. If it's a sport or a occupation where you're not expected to wear a belt, then in which case I'd say train more often without it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Be specific, uh, specificity. Uh, and finally, I know we said we wouldn't repeat ones we've already done before, but this is probably the most common one that comes up in most episodes with pet peeves and just in general people talk about it and that is not putting the weights away after you've used them and i think the best thing to do is get them in the nonce wagon immediately um, <laughs> and set them on their merry way <laughs> and never see them yeah. again that's this isn't even up for debate is it straight on their merry way <laughs> nothing's bad there's it's, it i i can't even understand how someone can go into the gym with the intent of purposely not putting their gym their, their stuff away or unloading a bar. And it does come down to example as well. So if you're in an environment where no one puts their shit away, or you don't see the shock horror, the staff helping to put stuff away, then people get the idea of, well, if they're not doing it, why should I do it? That becomes more of a reaction of bitterness. And it's still shit because it has to start somewhere. No matter what environment I'm in, yeah. I will always put my stuff away. Because I don't have to be a dick just because someone else has been a dick. Okay, guys, those were the gym pet peeves that you sent in and the ones we selected to read out. Thank you once again for all those that came in. It's been a lot of fun, but before we do tune out, have we got anything we want to add, Tom? Have you got a gym pet peeve that you maybe want to add from the last edition, which was two years ago? Do you know what? It's not so much a gym pet peeve, but more in regards to like... Okay, I'm just gonna. I don't know how to actually like put this into a topic so i'm just going to say it anyway but what really frustrates me is when i know people read my stories on social media i know they listen to snippets of the podcast because it's people that i've actually spoken to as well like people have said oh, i've listened to this i've enjoyed that or they'll like something of mine on social media things but basically i've given them some kind of evidence-backed information. I've explained why we do certain things or why certain things might be misinformed or why certain things are full of shit, etc. But then they'll still go and like pseudoscientific posts or they'll still share things which I know you listen to me. I know you've just heard me spend an hour saying why this is bullshit and now you're going and sharing that misinformation. Like that does annoy me. 
does annoy me. So, yeah. for example, I know people who watch my stories and they'll see me going to Finn's. Not so much anymore because now I've kind of given up on like trying to change people's minds. <laughs> but like um, Squat You is a big example. Before, I would post like a whole thing of stories saying, look, Squat You's posted this thing up. This is why it's wrong or it's misinformed or actually he's got a severe bias here and I'll break it all down as to why I believe this. But then I'll see someone watch those stories and they'll go and share that post anyway or they'll go and like that post anyway. It's like, have you not listened to a thing I've said? You know, or clearly you have, but yeah, it, then, then I get pissed off myself because it makes me think maybe it's my fault, maybe I'm not convinced enough. Maybe I've not actually made the message as clear. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's a hard one to navigate, but I get I actually totally get it. It's frustrating. Like I hear it sometimes, people will say something and I'll be like, oh, we did a fucking podcast. Like I'll know they listen to the podcast or they've listened to an episode on it. And and they'll say something or they'll get something that's literally the opposite of what you said. And it's like, I've just, like, why have you bought that? Why have you done this? Because I've literally told you in black and white reasonings not to do it. And you still yeah. thought it's a good idea to do it. It's like, at what point did you, like, were you not listening? Like, at the end of the day, people could do what they want. People was free will. But people can do what they want. I, we can only provide the, uh, the information and we can only give people, steer people in a direction. If people don't want to steer in that direction, that's entirely on them. But it is frustrating from our point of view when we put a lot of time into trying to present the correct information or try to dispel certain pieces of information and people just fuck it off anyway. It is obviously, from a personal point of view, it is quite frustrating. I mean, look, I don't appear to be complete drones and only believe in what I believe in. But when it is something that is extremely fundamentally rotten and goes against 100% of something I've just spent time breaking down, it is disappointing. In fact, it's really disappointing. So, yes, uh, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. People are still free to do what they want, believe what they believe, etc. But at the same time, it does frustrate me just like, what is the point? But then again, there are people that I will get food to. So it's like, actually, technically, it is worth it. As long as at least one, if, if one person takes gets gets some value from it, then yeah, that's what matters. Uh, are you ready for a gross one? Ready to end my one on? <laughs> Go on then. So this is coming from someone that used to manage a gym, general population gym, may I add. So these are ones that you can find anywhere in the UK. And it's not just necessarily uh, the company I worked for, but it's general population gyms in general. Um, my pet peeve, and this is a gem pet peeve, is just generally how disgusting people are. Uh, for example, people will just like throw up in the bathroom sink in the changing rooms and they won't even think to wash it what? down the sink. Oh, no, no, just it gets worse, it. Bill. It gets worse, but I'll stick to this <laughs> if you like this it's one. It's like a shit in the sink. <laughs> As I said, Bill, it gets progressively worse. Um, but, you know, people will vomit in like the sink or the toilet and they won't bother to flush it or they won't bother to at least run the tap just to rinse it down um we've had someone smear shit all over the sink somehow <laughs> and the funny thing is is this sink is nowhere near the toilet so how did this happen you know so have they got from the cubicle toilet to the sink and even worse is we had two occasions two occasions where someone had done a shit in the shower drain and tried to stamp it down this is all within one year, and this is only the stuff I know about. This is only the stuff I know Wait, about. What? And all jokes aside, it <laughs> makes you realise it makes you realise what the fuck is actually going on behind the curtain. What is wrong with people? Yeah. You know, and this is just one gym. What 
It makes you wonder what's going on elsewhere in the world. Like even in your own shower, that's like wrong, like disgusting. But doing it in a public shower that other people have got to use, you think it's a good idea just to fucking take a squat, <laughs> drop a fucking bomb, and then try and, and stamp, try it, and down stamp it down. Like, what is what? wrong with people? Like, honest to God, <laughs> what is fucking wrong with people? Mate, that gym, your gym sounds like a fucking... So, you know, when we had, uh, you know, during COVID-19, we had these studies coming out saying how gyms were one of the most hygienic places. Um, I I guarantee you it's not true because people are disgusting. Mm. People are disgusting. And at the end of the day, the feedback you're getting is from the surveys that people... There's an inherent reason to get good surveys here. Do you know what I mean? Tom's absolutely fuming. You can see his face right now. He's actually like, he's actually raging. But honest to God, like it just makes you question people, and you. And what makes it worse is you think to yourself, like, this level of creature that has done these acts has. Because uh, oh, bearing in mind, everything I've just told you, these were all separate occasions that I'm assuming is from separate people. Maybe well, the shower one that might be the same person on different occasions. I hope it was anyway. But it gets worse when you think actually this person has come into gym and has touched our equipment, and it's the equipment that you're touching. So yeah, you're touching the barbells, the machines. You're touching your face afterwards. This is the level of Nobody's creature that you have in gym. It, yeah, honest to God, it's God. really off-putting. Really off-putting. Yeah. Have you got any pet peeves, Bill? <laughs> if I got, if I got any pet peeves, um, I mean. I've got a fear of mine, which um, haunts me every time I go to the gym. Every time I go to the gym uh, late at night and I'm one of the only ones there, I have this incessant voice and fear in my head telling me that, you know, what if suddenly I heard coming down the corridor, echoing through the halls, the sound of a didgeridoo? I thought, I think to myself, what would I do? What would be my <laughs> escape plan? <laughs> where, where, where would I go? <laughs> what, would, what would become of me? This sounds horrifying. It actually sounds <laughs> it like it could be one of those... You know, you get those like a virtual reality escape games on Steam and stuff like that. Yeah. It sounds like this could be one of them. Rolf Harris in the back rooms. <laughs> mate, mate, bear with me, bear with me. I'm just going to get my get my phone. I'm, I'm going to play it down the speaker and be like, just imagine, imagine, imagine hearing this coming down the fucking halls. <laughs> you can get the wobble ball out or you're getting your didgeridoo. Or you hear this coming down the... Or you, so you hear that, you hear the didgeridoo bit, and then it breaks into a bit of song. Here we go. Download a free audio book. No, not this. I put a bird fuck's sake. Come on, give me a sec. What the fuck are you doing? Good advert. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Funny thing is, I actually remember that song. So as I said, when it comes to podcasts, I think it's really important that there's like a practical <laughs> message to take home from each episode. <laughs> if you hear a did you do, rugby uh, of fucking life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's there's your practical message. Just make sure you run away from did you do, not towards it. <laughs> Yeah, not towards you. You'll end up up your fucking arse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, right, I'm done. Uh, right, um, I think we'll leave it there. We'll lay down. I think that's get, the f- best. Getting scum. Right.
Right. Okay, guys. Until next we hope week. you enjoyed Jesus. that. Um, until, until next week. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. See you later. As always, thanks for listening. And wow, we, what a lot of fun that was. If you did have as much fun as me and Tom did, then I'm going to ask you for a absolutely huge favour. Well, it's not really a huge favour. It's quite easy for you to do, really. Um, and that is to head over to your podcast app, which you should be on right now if you're listening to my voice, uh, and leave us a rating and a review on your app. So depending on what podcast app you're doing, it'll be very different. There might be a star rating system. There might be, I don't know, um, a thumbs up, an emoji. There could be a box to leave a review. Some of them don't even let you leave reviews, but if you can, please do. It'd be, you know, we'd be very grateful if you do do that. So yeah, review, rating, um, hopefully positive. But if you didn't like it, I'll be very surprised if you got this far. But yeah, you know, we live in a society and all that, so put in there whatever you want. But um, yeah, thank you in advance if you do decide to do that. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.